This episode of Let's Think On It comes from an excerpt from O Brother Radio with Will Lockamy, Reed Lockamy, and Dr. Mark Westfall. Westfall talking about the psychology of politics. Jonathan McConnell is here who ran against Richard Shelby in the primary this past year. And also David Putman is here. He is currently running for Congress in District 6. Um, So, David Putman, tell me this. Why are you a Democrat? And that's not a negative question, by the way, at all. I'm just curious, like, what do you think makes you a Democrat? Or is that just because that's the only way you You're a military man. A lot of times people don't equate military and Democrats. Tell us about that. I think you're suffering from a lot of misapprehension yeah. about why people are one party or the other. Right. Uh, I would say that people in the South should not be voting Republican. They are voting against their interests because the Republicans are going to capture all the money. They're going to send it all to the rich people. And us in the South are basically poor. And so why would we vote to give power to a party that is constantly taking money and giving it to the rich. Mr. Putman, that makes too much sense. (laughs) It does, but if you look at where the middle class has slipped and the top 10% is now way out of sight. You know, you do touch on a very interesting thing when it comes to the psychology of politics, which is people voting against their own interests, and that happens an awful lot, it seems. Whether we're talking about, you know, what you're discussing, it just... You know, I talk to my students. I'm a high school teacher, and I talk all the time about the importance of being a critical reader, um, reading a lot, thinking, you know, reading the news and staying on top of issues. Because if you don't, you run the risk of, you know, falling for, you know, something that's being fed to you by, you know, uh, you know, a cable news channel or something along those lines and, and wind up voting against yourself. And people tend to listen to other people who are just like them. Right. And so they, once it gets started then it just stays there. It's like a wildfire. You can't keep it out. And that's what happened in 1965 when everybody in the state of Alabama who was a Democrat, Democrats controlled the state of Alabama as much as the Republicans do now. But 1965, the big change came, and everybody said, we've got to vote Republican. There's not any real reason for that. It was not wise, and they continue to hurt themselves, and it's why the state of Alabama is in such bad shape. And in my opinion, is why the United States is in bad shape right now, is because the top one percent is running this country and running it into the ground. And of course, that movement in '65 produced the ever so comical Dixiecrats. Oh, right. yeah. it's a great band. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wish they had just stayed as a band. That's right. And you know, full disclosure, I absolutely do not identify with any party. And if I had to, like, if you forced me to, I would say libertarian, just because that's kind of where I fall there. Um, so I am always curious about how people pick which party. And what you said about how people vote against their own interest is so very true. They seem to cling on to some of these moral, whether be it honest or not, these moral campaigns that people, not realizing that, oh, everything else that person is standing for goes against what is actually good for me. So I'm glad well, you brought that point I, up. I agree. I think many people, when we talked about group dynamics uh, in one of the previous talks, um, many people pick one or two topics that really speaks to them, whether it be, you know, um, abortion, uh, whether it be you know, the faith issues, and and then they 
they select a party based on that, and they don't really understand the full uh, entity yeah. or platform of the party. But once they get into a party, they then tend to go where that party goes. Right. Once you're in the group, you tend to stay in the group. That's the dynamics we talked about before. You tend to stay in the group. And that group, over time, tends to get more polarized against the opposing group. And that's what we talked about. Jonathan Haidt, H-A-I-D-T. You might want to go see a TED yes. Talk on him, by him, about the social – he's a social psychologist – about how groups start and about how they form and about how they become more polarized. And we talked about this before, um, about how at some point they get so polarized that somebody within the party then – Leaves and some of the party might go with them, and that's when you get the breaking up of a party. Yeah. We see it all the time with churches over an issue. A church is a is a group, and the, over time they may split. So we were talking earlier, Will, uh, about you know is this at some point are we going to have a splitting of the two party system, or one of them is one of the two parties going to break apart, and is there going to develop a third party that's more central? And of course, remember as much as I've always thought, gosh, we got to have more than just two parties. How crazy is it? We have three hundred million people and just choices for president for example but of course uh, dr davis you know said no i'm not sure that anything other than a binary system would work right right it's interesting to think about jonathan mcconnell i'm curious to get your feedback uh because here you know uh david said hey you know we got a problem where people in the republican party are, are taking money and giving it to the rich people and of course i imagine you probably have some thoughts about that you ran as a republican you know how do you kind of see that that issue well, you know, I think that's uh, that's one way to look at it. But I, I see what's going on with the Democratic Party is they believe in regulation and over-regulation. And, and to me, regulation, which is done by Republicans as well, right. essentially when you over-regulate an environment, you create a license to steal. And that's what's happening right now. And that's what is creating that 1% getting a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger. And you're, you're taking away the chances for the, you know, the middle class. And that's why we completely depleted the middle class practically yeah. is because we're – creating these loopholes in the law that allow people to have a competitive advantage. And if you follow the money, once again, where does that money come from? Right. It goes straight into you know the, the politicians. But, you know, I was talking to somebody earlier today and was saying, you know, her you know, concern was that the Democrats you know, are promising everybody a bunch of money and it's a big government and all this kind of stuff. And I said, well, gosh, you know, if you stop and think about it, the Republicans are promising a bunch of people money, too, it's, it feels. It's just they're, they're promising, like, rich people or, like, the military a bunch of money versus – so it, it almost seems like if you're fiscally, you know, responsible, you really don't have a party right now. It seems like everybody's spending a bunch of money. It's just what are they spending it on? I agree with her. Who was that? This was, this was – I, I actually <laughs> promised her I would not say who it because was on the kidding, radio. But yeah, I mean, that's right. it, it does feel like there's no party yeah. for someone who truly is fiscally conservative but socially um, – you know, right. caring, compassion. I mean, where, where do you go? Right. And Jonathan, you know, I want to ask, why did you decide to side you know, with the Republicans when you ran? But I guess it's because you wanted to become friends and go clubbing with Shadrach McGill, right? <laughs> Clearly. You know, I, I heard that, you know, that when you get in the Republican Party that you do get the, a membership card to like all the best clubs in town. And <laughs> but, so that's kind of really what the main incentive is. But honestly, it, we've talked uh, before and you said – Really, and I've, I brought it up to you. I said, hey, you know, I've read about you and I've, I've listened to some of your speeches. It seems like you kind of fall more libertarian and you agreed with me, right? You know, I, I, I tend to. I mean, you know, and, and that's the thing. But in Alabama, you're not going to, you know, the, the Libertarian Party is actually not really, you know, doing well. Uh, you know, the problem is you have people like Gary Johnson that, that represent them nationally. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and so I think they seem a little bit further out there. The Republican Party to me, um, you know, it. It has some. It's going to be an interesting thing, January t 2017. 
and, and it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt to what's what's going on. Um, you know, I chose the Republican Party because I do truly believe that the the, the intention behind the Republican Party is less government, yeah. and that it is it is a strong national defense, uh, and and I can get behind those uh, overwhelmingly. So th- those are your top two reasons to be a Republican. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, to me, when you have nineteen point one trillion dollars in debt, that is a national defense issue, and, and we are going to be. It, it is our, my generation, our kids' generation, our grandkids' generation. They're going to be paying that off, and and people that are have been up there for fifty years or that are you know don't have a concept of it. You know, for a long time, I considered myself a, a libertarian and uh it is an interesting year to think about like a third party slipping in but boy i'll be darned if you've watched any footage from the libertarian convention and you start to realize that gary johnson was like by a long shot the most normal person Absolutely they could have was, put up yeah. and that's really it's really interesting and, and disappointing to think that like why wouldn't we have four or five legitimate parties honestly i mean it's one of those things that if anyone is frustrated with the two-party system, which now I think everyone is at this point, this has to be infuriating like it is for me because why have the libertarians not put someone up that is very, you know, I don't know. It just seems like this is the time you hear people say all the time every day, oh, there's nobody to vote for. I can't stand either one. This is the time for somebody to be like, oh, by the way, we can have an independent candidate. Doesn't have to be libertarian. Uh, but just no one's coming to the. It's interesting to think that someone like a Rand Paul, who who has some legitimacy, obviously on some level, um, and seems like a perfect fit for the libertarian ticket. Why in the world, you know, he's not doing that? It also raises interesting questions about, you know, well, what's happening within the Republican Party? Why he wouldn't break off and do that? I'd be curious to see what you think. What do you think the future of the Republican Party is after this Trump thing, whatever it is? Well, you know, you can look at it as a Trump thing or you can look at it as, you know, to me, you're looking at Hillary 2017. And so January of 2017 is going to be inaugurated. So where's the Republican Party going to go from there? You know, are they going to become a party of more, you know, continue down the path of exclusion? Are they going to become a party of inclusion? You know, what are the core principles that they're going to get behind? You know, if they're going to say that that they're going to be the party of less government and, you know, and, and everything like that, then then why the heck have we had Mike Hubbard right. as our Speaker of the House in Alabama, and then you had all those goons that were on the stage with him about, about a year and a half ago? Right. Like, I'm sorry, every one of those guys should be kicked out of office. And I realize that some of those are in this district right here, but you know what? They should be gone. Sure. Because we all knew that that was go- – well, they all knew that was going on. Right. And, you know, it's the same thing with half the other people, like former governors who are making millions of dollars off this state. And, you know, for what? No. I hope that they can one day form their own prison football team together and they can all play together. You know, you could have Hubbards and then the well, 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 let yeah. the attorney general decide that <laughs> one. You know, the, the thing I'm picking up from you two guys, obviously you're on different sides of the party decision, but you actually are very similar because both of you seem disenchanted with the current situation. I mean, none of you are saying, oh, the party's doing the right thing. I mean, you're, you're behind the people in office. Both of you are saying there, there's a problem with the system in general. Is it, am, I, am I wrong on that? But y'all, y'all, y'all no, feel I, like there's. I, I think you're absolutely right, and I think you'll see in us why that is. Jonathan had the nerve to take on the establishment. He took on the old guy, and he got accused of all kinds of horrible things, and he lost. I'm taking on a very controlled party that dominates the state, and barring some miracle, 
it's going to be a very strong uphill fight. So why would anybody want to jump in there except people who need a psychiatrist yeah. to take those on? <laughs> so it is locked in. But I would like to make one point about mm-hmm. third party. We really had a third party opportunity with Bernie Sanders. Right. I mean, he offered a alternative. Call himself a Democrat, independent, socialist, whatever he was, but yeah. he offered a serious third party option and came very close to creating a totally different option from what's going to be there. So I'm, I'm kind of ignorant. Why does he not still? Why at this point can't he, who has all of this support and this huge movement that's still happening, why can't he then be like, oh, you know what? I'm actually going to run as an independent. Can he do that at this point? No. He probably could, but he's going to, we'd have to convince the convention that to let him in, or he's going to have to go raise all that money all by himself to run a serious. That's a different deal. And then it raises and, questions of if he does that, is he going to be the Ross Perot who helps to put Donald right. Trump in office? Which boy, you wouldn't want that to. You you don't want to be the or plus, a nader type. At this type point, of, you've got to get on the ballot in every yeah. state, and it's late for late that. The day of being too late. And we're that. about to take a quick break, but Jonathan, you were shaking your head no, like maybe that's... I, I'm not sure of the rules of the Democratic Convention, but I think once you enter as a Democratic candidate, I'm not sure that you can drop out and run as a third party. Oh, interesting. Um, I, I think there are some... If you've submitted that, yourself yeah. fully to that. Yeah. Huh. Um, all right, mm. quick pause here. To listen to Dr. Mark Westfall live, check out O Brother Radio on Birmingham Mountain Radio, 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at bhammountainradio.com, or on the free BMR app. Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter at Lockamy Brothers. 